0: Welcome to the Stop Faking Fine podcast, a show that will empower you to finally show up for yourself. While your circumstances may not be 100% your fault, your life is 100% your responsibility. It's time to stop faking fine. Are you in control of your finances or are they controlling you? It's time to stop faking fine when it comes to money. My guest today is money boss, Trisha Daniel. She has 24 years experience as a corporate controller. She's a single mom who has had to start over twice. She has a wealth of knowledge on how to start small and take the fear, anxiety, and stress out of your budget, but truly assign each one of your pennies a purpose so they're working
1: for you. Welcome, Trisha. How are you? I am doing great and absolutely. Yeah, I love being called a money boss. That's awesome. Right? People have such fear and anxiety around money. Where do you think that comes from? The fear and anxiety around money stems back to our childhood. We watched our parents fight about money. We watch our parents' script about money and worry about it. We think back to those fears of our childhood. Oh, that's then sudden, Because when we're looking at budgets, we're like, oh my gosh, I remember our parents scream about it. Oh, I'm not going to talk about it. I don't want to do that. So a lot of times our fears stem from the negativity we had back from our childhood or maybe during relationships in our 20s. So a lot of fear and anxiety actually stems back from our past and finding that is the key. You posted something on social media the other day that I thought was
0: so good. You said, without adversity, you will never gain the wisdom for prosperity. I mean, is that kind of what you were talking about? Tell me more about
1: that idea. Absolutely. Because without going through the trials, I know personally, without going through the trials in my life from a childhood, assuming from being from a childhood divorce and my 20s going through deep debt, and my 30s going through divorce, and my 40s starting over after being laid off. Without each of those pieces, I wouldn't have the knowledge I have today to grow in wealth. So without that adversity in my past that taught me lessons, that taught me, um, okay, let's don't rack up the credit cards because then you actually can't pay for them. And then you go in deeper, you get overdrafts or, hey, without the budget, then you go negative. It's just all these pieces from our past and from those adverse trials in our life that we didn't see it at the time. But wow, later on in life, that helps us prosper, not only in money, but in life. Because as we know, prosperity is more than just money.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so good. Prosperity is so many things. (laughs) Starting over Like you mentioned, starting over from divorce, starting over from being laid off, starting over for any reason is daunting. For me, it was with the death of my husband and starting over from that just was so overwhelming. There are so many painful emotions that we have to sort through, like figuring out a budget in the midst of all of that chaos, somehow money gets pushed to the side or to the bottom of your priorities, what advice do you have for the place that we can get to, to really focus on that rather than focusing on the hurt and pain of where you are?
1: Looking at your money is the last thing any of us want to do during (laughs) that time. I mean, like I know too, when your husband passed away, there were so many things being thrown at you, especially with three young boys that having to go over your money was the last thing you wanted to do. Right. Same thing with me, starting over after divorce. And then I started over a second time in the second relationship with my youngest son, and he was only one, and then at the time, you know, I had an eight-year-old uh, autistic son. and I was like, what am I going to do? But by looking at my money, I was able to gain some control back over my life. It mm. was one area in my life I could control of while it was scary, I didn't want to look at it. By looking at it one small piece at a time, I was able to gain back that control over my life and feel like, okay, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. This is how I'm going to do it. I know this is how much money I've got coming in. Okay. This has changed my life. Okay. The electric bill may not be the same, the gas bill may not be the same. The car payments are a little different, but by starting to look at it, it wasn't so scary. I relate it to when you're a little kid, and you lay in bed and it's dark and you hear that noise. You're freaking out. You hear the noise, you're lying in your bed and you're frozen. You're absolutely frozen. Yeah. It's that fear that holds us captive. But once you got up and you turn on the light and then you saw it was just a shoe underneath your bed, you realize why did I lay there for so long in fear? If I just were to turn the light, everything would have been great. And it's the same with your money. If you just turn the light and start to look at it, it is not so scary, but it gets that control back in your life. Because when things start over, when a passing of someone starting over, job loss, debt, anything, you know, medical, everything, those curveballs get thrown us in life. We have to center ourselves back into those little things we can control Yeah, to be able to start stepping forward again.
0: Yeah. I love that. And taking control of it is the opposite of anxiety, right? So the Mm -hmm. things that, that one, one side factor for when you're anxious about things is if you can take control of them, you will have less anxiety over it. So when you say, start with one small step, what would that be? So if you're not budgeting right now and you're at
1: overwhelm, how do we start small? The easiest thing for me is just take a blank piece of paper, mm-hmm. a blank piece of paper. You don't have to have some fancy spreadsheet or some form. Just get a blank piece of paper. If you love crayons, get some crayons. If you love color pencils, get some color pencils, some markers. And just on a piece of paper, you're going to draw your own picture. You're going to draw your own picture because every one of our pictures, every one of our budgets, Everyone, I call it a plan for abundance. Everyone's is different. So you're going to create your own picture. Just get a blank piece of paper in one corner, start to write the money that you know comes every month. I love to take my phone and just start opening your bank account and look, okay, this is the money I know that's come in the last month, last two months. Okay, stop there. That's the sun on the part of your picture. Now let's draw some more of the landscape in your picture. These are my bills that are going to come out. And then you start to make the grass. These are some of my wants and needs. And so you're just trying to paint a picture and just having a picture that you can look at on one page. You never make it more than one page. You just want a one pager that you can look at and start to get familiar with, especially when something comes through that you weren't expecting. It makes it easier to see. And it's less overwhelming when you just get on one page. So yes. I'm not creative. Again, I can't color. I mean, you would laugh. I am such a numbers nerd. The creative part did not, it skipped over me completely. So for me, coloring is therapeutic because I can't color, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. I love to color numbers. I love to color numbers and just make it, it's like those color by numbers that we used to get as kids and kind of fill out. Same thing. You're just going to create your own sections and make it easier to look at. So to me, that's just a starting point. You don't have to be fancy. You don't have to get the software. You just have to start. Right. That is
0: such good information because even for me, I feel like you talk about Quicken and all of these tools and it gets overwhelming like to go all in, but to color a picture and write that down, you can easily open your bank account and see how much money is coming in. What if I'm paying my bills and I think that I'm fine? What advice do you have for those people
1: that are paying their bills? Are they fine? Exactly. Are they fine? Are you truly fine? How much money are you letting go out the door? I was listening to a quote today uh, by a gentleman named Myron Golden and it says, the fact that not be working for your money, because if your money's not working, your money is unemployed. Mm, that's good. Is it not good? I heard that. And I was like, wow. If you have an extra $5, $10 left over after your paycheck, after the end of the month, what is it doing? What is it doing? You have to give it a purpose. You have to make it work for you. One way I love to do, I am a full believer in zero budgeting that I learned from uh, Dave Ramsey, Ramsey Solutions. And I love to be able to go, okay, this is the money came in. I was able to pay my bills. I was fine. Mm-hmm. Is my wants and my needs taken care of. I have $50 left over. I need to give it purpose because if I don't give it a purpose, it's going to get lost. It's not going to work for me. It's not going to stay employed. So I'm going to go invest it back in myself, back in a course, a workshop, a book. I'm going to go put it in a mutual fund. I'm going to be generous and I'm going to go donate and invest it in another woman and in a a charity. You want to make your money work because God did not give us wealth just to hold on to it. He gave it to us to be generous and to give. So I love to be able to look at my money and go, "Okay, this is how much I have at the end of the month. How am I going to make it work?" And I think that is the biggest piece of when you think, "Hey, I'm good. I can pay my bills." Mm -mm. I love to think of it as a garden. Right now, I've been diving into Genesis two fifteen, where we all, each of us, are given a garden to tend to. Mm -hmm. We each have a garden. If we just sit back and look at our gardens, um, it's going to grow weeds. It's, it's going to overgrow. We have to keep working it for it to look beautiful and to have a harvest.
0: I love so how that. Are you
1: working your garden. How are you working your garden every day? Are you letting the weeds overgrow it? You've got to let it work. So when you think you're fine, that's when you need to be like, okay, wait a second. Fine is not fine. You could do better than that. You can do, you can do better, do better that you you need to take it to the next step and go, okay, well, wait, how can I be more prosperous? How can I have more, but how can I be more generous? Because I'm fine, but there's another woman out there that maybe not. She needs my help. I have this extra $10 because I'm supposed to give it to her to help her in her time of need.
0: So that's where I'm always looking at it. Yeah.
1: It's not, you're not fine. You need to make sure your garden is not overgrowing because just we think it's fine. There's a weed hidden in between the rocks that's waiting to sprout and grow if you don't tend to it.
0: Yeah. And if you're not looking at your finances, you don't know
1: where the weeds are. No, it has got me personally so many times where again, I'm like, oh, I'm good. I, this is great. I got a raise at my corporate job. Oh, wait a second. I did not realize that expense was coming out because I wasn't reviewing my monthly yeah. budget. Yeah. Wait, oh, wait a second. Did you see my electric bill last month? I had no idea until it hit my account because I wasn't actively looking. Uh, that's why I like to have, I call monthly board meetings or weekly board meetings, always having a board meeting with myself to make sure I know how my money's doing and where my money's going. Just for 30 minutes, because in more than 30 minutes, I mean, who wants to sit there with numbers for more than 30 minutes? Right. I I get it. I get it. But just being able to see, hey, this is what happened with money. This is where it's going. All right. I feel great for the week. It's time to get to work. Yeah.
0: I think in today's day of having everything on auto pay,
1: Mm -hmm. you
0: can very easily just ignore your account or look at the the bottom number and say, okay, well, I have enough money to pay for the bills that are going out and I have enough money in the account.
1: Fine. Yeah. And how many times, and that's what they're banking on. The people that get you to sign up for the automatic EFT drafts, it's mm-hmm. exactly what they're banking on is that you're not even going to notice. You're not even going to notice every single month that coming out till two years later. And you're like, wait a second. I just wasted $300 on a $5 subscription that I haven't touched. That's what they're banking on. That is what they're banking on. And so, yeah, being able to look at because again, it has gotten myself. So I'm speaking from experience have that board meeting, look over your stuff, and then make sure for the next week, you're good. Because just by opening up in your online banking, that's not going to work. So you have an MBA and decades of experience in finance.
0: I know that you know more about managing money than most people, but you have mentioned that you have felt overwhelmed in the past. And that certainly makes me feel a lot better. And I know that it makes others feel a lot better. How did you take yourself off of
1: that worry ledge? I combined my 24 years experience in financial, as a financial controller and public accounting, and combined it with my life experiences to be able to take those small steps. So I was blessed. I started budgeting at the age of nine. My father gave me a checking account at the age of nine. Instead of child support, it went into a checking account. And I started learning those steps. But just because I had that education in place to know how to budget, to know how to pay for my activity, things, and gas and fuel insurance. It doesn't mean in my 20s that I go, ooh, I can go get credit cards at the mall. This is great. Let's yeah, see how many credit girl. cards I can get. <laughs> Let's see how much I can rack up. Hey, I got a thousand dollar credit limit. What did you get? Oh, you only got 500. Aha! Uh-huh. You know, it didn't until I actually took the tools I learned and put them into play. So it took the adversity of going deep into debt in my 20s from credit card debt yeah. and learning how to slowly get myself out you know through a snowball plan and I, I've used a couple other ways to get myself out of debt. but it wasn't until I learned those lessons that I realized, wow, those seeds that my father planted in me back when I was nine by learning how to reconcile my bank account, look at my budgets, I started realizing taking those tools. and so the fear and the shame around money again I know very very well um, when I was laid off in 2015 as an executive with no back at play and no savings single mother of two and I couldn't get another job because I was too experienced is what I got told all the time I was too wow. experienced uh too old yeah. I was a single mother who had to go pick up like my, my children so that's when I learned about you know that fear of how am I going to pay the bills how am I going to keep the food over my children's head? That's when I realized when they talk about you need to have several streams of income to prepare for disaster. I was woken up real quick. So that fear and overwhelm, I have now overcome by having several streams of income. So I am prepared for disaster. So in case something happens to one, I'm prepared with several others and being able to manage it. So that fear and overwhelm, shame comes from that adversity Yes, it came from my education, but I pulled in my education, but we all have a level of education and financial literacy that we learned as children or in school or in our 20s that we've forgotten about, or we've listened to people and we just <clears throat> ignored it and went the other way because money was too scary. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's scary. Back. It is scary. A level. It is scary, but we all want the money though. We all want to be rich. We all want to be wealthy. We all want this, but then we're scared of it. Mm-hmm. Why? Why? So I think first is finding out your why. Why are you scared of it? Look back at your past from your childhood, from your 20s. Maybe it's from a previous relationship where you didn't handle the money at all. Somebody else took care of it. So you're afraid you don't think you're maybe smart enough or capable enough of doing it. It's being able to sit back and go, wait a second. Okay. I may not know how to do this, but I know so-and-so does. I know this person does let me go get a book on this. Let me watch a YouTube on this. Let me listen to a podcast on this. Start slowly building your education and that fear and that shame, that overwhelm that I experience, You can diminish that too and be on those small steps. Realize I can take back control of my finances. I can do this. I can take control of my life and my money. And I'm going to let it grow because I'm not going to be money, be a fear anymore. I'm going to let it be a tool for my family legacy.
0: Oh, I like that. A tool for your family legacy. It's so true. And I want to pause and go back to the place where you talked about multiple streams of revenue and how that really impacted you by not having when you were laid off from your job because you were solely dependent on
1: that income. Yeah. It was a wake up call, complete wake up call. Cause I was like, what am I going to do now? Single mother, you know, of two boys what am I going to do? And that's when I realized, wait, I've got, okay, I'm not getting a job because I'm overqualified, which means I have a lot of experience. Wait, I've got a lot of experience. That means God gave me a skill that I had been using that I need to go make money from. And that's where I took the skills that I had used for the last how many years at that point and created A side company. I thought, well, if I can be a financial controller for these large companies, there's smaller companies that can't afford a controller. So I started one small business, being a contract financial controller. And I still kept that business once I got a full time job, because again, I wanted to be prepared just in case. That has grown over the last seven years, little by little, being able to help people. And through that, then I've met other women who have a skill hey, I know about that. Let's start a business doing that. I'm very, very passionate about gut health and mental health. And my oldest son is autistic. Mm -hmm. And so I've learned so much about how the gut affects the mental health Um, for myself, anxiety and depression. And so I've really learned these. So wait, wait a second. That's something I love to do. And I'm passionate about. Okay. So I started another stream of income. And so I started learning how, but you only have so many hours in the day. So I started learning how to have passive income and letting my money and my skills work for me while I sleep. And I think that's so, so important, especially if you are a woman or a man on your own, you don't have to have somebody by your side. You could have several streams of income, making money while you sleep. Again, going back to that quote, making your money, make sure it's not employed have your money be employed and working for you at all times. Yeah. I love that. Having your money
0: work for you and having multiple streams of revenue.
1: Yes. So
0: important. It's so important. And Now you help other women learn to find balance and change in their money mindset. What inspired you to start coaching women on finances? Was there a specific moment that you thought, okay, I'm going to do this for other women. I'm going to start (laughs) a coaching program.
1: Yes. Uh, for 24 years, I've been a numbers nerd behind a computer screen. I have sat in a corporate office, very comfortable there. Absolutely very comfortable. Again, I'm an accountant. If you ever watched Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Bueller, Bueller, most of us have zero personality and are very (laughs) adverse to social situations. That has been me. I absolutely very comfortable in my office. And then in April of 2021, my mother fell, uh, severely bruising her knee. And just three weeks later, my sister and I found ourselves by her hospital bedside. She was sedated, on oxygen, and unable to speak. Then on her last day, a nurse came over, removing the oxygen from her nose, and slowly my mom's eyes began to open. And my mom's voice began to struggle to struggle to speak. And she looked over me with great dis- concern, just trying to talk to me. And, and then I heard the word promise. And I was like, "Yes, Mom, I promise." Because I may not have understood what she was saying, I knew exactly what she meant. Because my mother was also a woman that had let shame and overwhelm hold her back her entire life. She always said, "I want to write a book about our amazing joint custody uh, childhood that we had." She always said she wanted to go speak to women about using their voice. She always said, "Someday, someday, someday." But then when she passed. She no longer had her someday. And that's when I realized also that I don't have someday, that my someday is today to use my voice, my adversity, my financial experience to help other women who may be starting over or have these adverse things in their life, know that they can stand on their own two feet also. So that was my defining moment in realizing I need to come out from behind that computer screen and it's time to help other women with their financial literacy and knowing that they can do it too. I love that. I love that.
0: And we don't have to go through the grief of a parent in order to learn the lesson. Mm -hmm. And now you're leaning in to coach other women, group coaching, private coaching to help them really lean into their finances and take ownership of it. Yes. Another thing that you do is you incorporate your faith into your money management, which isn't something that you typically find with
1: financial experts. How has that shifted things for you? It has been a huge shift. Once I realized that there was over 2,300 verses about money in the Bible, there was more about fear. There was more verses about everything. It was about money. I was like, wait a second. God's trying to make a point here. And once I started diving into that and I started seeing the change in my own finances and in my own wealth, I was floored. And so now I have dedicated every single week to looking at one verse at a time. Because again, there's 2,300. One verse at a time. And how can we take this and actually use it and incorporate it into our money? Because yes, while it might say in Luke uh, 14, 28, it says, how can you build a tower? If you don't know how much it costs, like, wait a second, he's talking about budgeting right there. How am I going to build a building? If I don't know how much it, how am I going to build my mansion that I want on the hill with my pretty gardens? If I don't know how much it costs, wait, wait a second. God's talking about it right there. So many times when you drive by, you'll see these strip malls that are completely overgrown with grass. They're not finished. There's a fence around it. The guy ran out of money. And how many times have you laughed at that? You've laughed at like, oh my gosh, that has sat there overgrown forever. That's because they didn't budget their costs and they look like a fool. So again, God talks about it so many times in the Bible, how we look foolish when we don't manage our money. So that was the starting point for me was looking at Luke 14, 28, you know, and then right now I'm diving into Genesis 2, 15, where it said that he gave Adam and Eve a garden to work, to tend, to watch over. Okay, wait a second. Yeah, he gave me a complete blank canvas to go work. If I just sit back, I mean, we wouldn't have iPhones right now if Steve Jobs just would have sat back and did nothing, Mm -hmm. right? There's so many things in our life, the buildings we live in, the houses, we wouldn't have any of it if somebody wouldn't have done the work. And it's our responsibility to do the work. And so that is where I have realized that, wait, wait a second, by bringing faith. And this wisdom, this financial literacy that's all written out in the Bible, it truly has transformed the way I look at money, the way I manage my money, and being a better as a steward with making sure every one of my pennies is accounted for. I mean, there's not a penny I see on the ground that I don't pick up because that has a purpose to it, and I need to assign it a purpose, and I need to give it. I love that. You need to assign it a purpose and give it a purpose. Mm-hmm. Every
0: penny, every that penny is so good, trisha That is so good. And I did not realize that the Bible had that many verses about I, it, money and budgeting.
1: It is absolutely mind blowing. I have been doing more research. I just, I've been going down a rabbit hole of research, and it's just, and it's, you know, back from the 1800s and 1900s, all this research that so many people have done already. And I have just been fascinated. And so I have, uh, just been diving into it every single week, knowing that and my mind's just blown. And But it has changed my personal finances. Mm-hmm. It has absolutely changed my personal finances by being educated. Again, not just my MBA. Yes, I have an MBA. I've got you know two degrees of my wall right now, but I am learning from the adversity that I went through and now apply, applying the financial literacy I'm learning that's been in the Bible this whole time in front of me. To be able to transform my wealth so I can invest more, make my money work more, be more generous, and it's less fear. That fear, that shame, that overwhelm that I have had so many years, it has transformed that because now I have more control over what my money's doing. Mm -hmm. I love that.
0: I love that. All right. In closing, what is one thing that people could start doing today? that would make a real difference in their money mindset. Do you have one parting nugget
1: for us? The one thing you do is look at it. Open your online banking and look at it. Take that piece of paper, write it down. Again, just one piece of paper, put it on your fridge, look at it. The more you look at things, that less that fear that money has over you is going to diminish because you're looking it in the eye every day. Oh,
0: and you're owning it. I love that. Thank you so much. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for being with us today. This has been
1: awesome. This has been amazing. And I again, we could talk all day about it. So (laughs)
0: yes. Remember to show up for yourself unapologetically, because while your circumstances may not be 100% your fault, your life is 100% your responsibility. I cannot wait to see you soar.